Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs, Jr. Hello, and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. But moreover, where my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and where marriage unchained, the art of one flesh, divorce. Combat coaching is the flavor of the day while also helping men understand marriage and courting, not dating in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 161st episode, 33 things Catholic women do to screw up their marriage, part two, plus live calls from you answering your marriage and crisis questions. Please remember to give back and help other marriages by sharing this podcast. And if you are getting value, give it a big <laughs> thumbs up, baby. So don't wait. Get in that queue for some resolution to your marriage confusion. And as we always do, we get hooked up and ready to go with our quote of the day. Quote, it can thus be said that women, by looking to marry, find in her the secret of living their femininity with dignity and of achieving their own true advancement. In the light of Mary, the church sees in the face of women the reflection of a beauty which mirrors the loftiest sentiments of which the human heart is capable the self-offering totality of love, the strength that is capable of bearing the greatest sorrows, limitless fidelity, and tireless devotion to work, the ability to combine penetrating intuition with words of support and encouragement. End quote. Pope St. John Paul II in his encyclical Redemptoris Mater, paragraph 46. Bam. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern, for some resolution to your marriage confusion. All right, all right, y'all. Let's get started with this. And uh, yesterday and today, uh, yesterday we started, we began, we began with a uh, warm-up of this subject. It's a very touchy subject, of course, because like I said, anytime you start to uh, talking about women, and, and it's not the, the most, like they're not this the purest of the pure saint and this, you know, godly thing in the universe, then of course, you know, you're going to get smacked down. Um, and so, but what we're doing is try to really help women. We're not really trying to hurt them. But as always, 
people when they're they can't a lot of times they can't see things because they're in the hell and they don't know how to get out of it. And so a lot of times if I can tell husbands like the things that their wives are doing or that maybe their their daughters are doing that they can see that, you know, they can spread the word and kind of help them come out of things a little bit. And the things the thing I covered yesterday, one of the things was why are women so miserable and then why are wives miserable? And so I'm just going to hit those real quick and then want to uh, take a break and then come right back just to get us warmed up again. OK, so um, in today's world, why are women so miserable today? So no understanding of their true purpose as a woman. Uh, they are trying to be something they are not basically men. They are not taught how to be true, classy ladies anymore. Uh, they have psychological, emotional, and spiritual trauma from giving away their gift. The weakness of men not controlling ourselves uh, and having in, in, and breaking our unsaid promises to women. Uh, the heavy burden that women have lofted upon themselves. Um, they have no idea or understanding of what men and society truly need from them as women. Uh, trying to toe the line of feminism, just as blacks do. Uh, the absence of God and his church in their childhood and life. They are demonically oppressed. And of course, the big one, there are no fathers in the home. So that is women. Now let's get a little bit more specific. And why are wives so miserable today? And look, you don't really have to agree with me. And that's fine. Um, but I really just want you to really try to hear what I'm saying really try to hear what I'm saying. Our wives and our women are very, they're, they're not happy. And they're not happy because they're allowing the world to determine their femininity. They're allowing society to determine their femininity. They're allowing Satan to determine their femininity. They don't, they don't look to God to help them understand that he's the one that created them and he's the one that can make them fulfilled as a woman and make them happy. Okay. So why are wives miserable? Uh, first is the pain of failed past relationships and failed marriages, the pain of neglectful, distracted, selfish husbands, the absence of God and his church in their family, not understanding their purpose as a wife, mother, and a woman. They are not fulfilled as a woman. They are not fulfilled sexually. They are demonically oppressed, no spiritual warfare by their husband. They don't submit to Christ or their husband. They are miserable and unsatisfied. And so with that being said, that's the warm up. We will be right back. Hang with me. This is a fun subject. But also, as I was told yesterday, it was a little touchy. But, you know, we can't worry about that. Right. Because our job as Christian soldiers is to inform, not to convince. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's 
SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider... Marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Hey, 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 we are back. We are back, man. Let's do this fun subject, y'all. Let's do it. I feel kind of dragging today, man. I, I got to tell y'all two stories. The first story is, you know, I'm going on vacation starting Friday. So, um, it won't be a podcast for two weeks, something like that. Um, but man, you know, I, I'm very, you know, I, I, I'm very organized. And so about a month, month and a half ago, I set up a, a hotel, man, you know, and, and, and I set up a hotel and cause it's a cruise, you know, you got to park your car because I didn't want to rent one. So the parking cruise, you know, you park your car there for the rest of the cruise, right? So this one hotel, man, I didn't call about, I know it's like, I know it's probably a month and a half, two months ago. And I didn't got the darn hotel, man. It's all set up, man. You know, of course you need two hotels, the one when you're driving and then the one once you get there the night before the cruise. So anytime you go on the cruise, man, you never arrive the day of the cruise. That's dangerous. You always arrive at the minimum one day before so that you're already there. Just like I never understand people who got to be there. They take an airplane to go somewhere and they have to have to give a speech or they're going on vacation or something like that. And they take like the last plane of the day to get to the place that day. What happens if the plane breaks down? What happens if, you know, it could be anything can happen. So. I'm always the I go I I take the first plane out and I don't like flying anyway, but I take the first plane out in case something goes wrong. I'm on the list to be out there quick. So that's why that's a habit I develop when I travel. And so I'm getting there. So we go, you know, we're supposed to go on this cruise and we're supposed to park and ride and our car is supposed to be parked there for um, you know, however many days of cruise, 11 days or something. Man. I have a habit of also always calling a week before calling hotels directly the week before or like three or four days before, because I don't want to get to there, get to the hotel and get told my reservation. We, we can't find your stuff. So of course, what did I do yesterday? I called I called both hotels. The first one was cool. Bam. I was happy. I called the second one, the most important one, right? The one where I'm going to leave my car there and stuff. They come talking about, man, they don't have my, they don't have, they have my reservation. They don't have anything about parking. So basically the dude that talked to me, that sold me the hotel, he lied and told me that, of course you got parking and, you know, and it was a note even in the reservation. So I had to spend the, the two hours this morning getting up all early, messing around, trying to find another hotel. Of course, you know, it's Labor Day, y'all. So guess how much, much, much more money I had to pay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to Florida. So, you know, I, I was kind of screwed, but, you know, I found some, you know, not nearly as good, but you do what you got to do. Um, but I just want to tell you all that little story, man, because it really it, it really messed me up through my whole day. off. That's probably why I feel all draggy and stuff. Uh, so with that being said, let's get started. 
as promised, with the 33 things women do to screw up their marriage. And it's important that we understand that, that husbands understand that. But these next few episodes, men, I just want you to chill out and relax. And we're going to talk about some women, some good things and some negative things. But that's the way it is. Everything has a little negative and a little positive in it. Now, depending on what people think, what you think, you might think I'm being harsh. Well, maybe I am. Huh? Maybe I'm not. Sometimes you got people these days, they think anytime you be honest and you be truthful, no matter how you put it, just like how our wives are. Right. If you if you married, you know what I'm talking about. You cannot say one negative thing to your wife. She holds that against you for the rest of your life. <laughs> It'd be 20 years from now. Remember that time you told me I need to lose some weight? Oh, oh, whoa, wait a minute. That was 20 years ago. I don't care. You still said it. <laughs> so, but that being said, yesterday's show, y'all, it was fun for me. But I know it hurt some feelings with some women. I know it did. But you know what? I got done with the show and I went out and did my walk, right? And I come back and I have an appointment. And guess who the appointment's by? It's by a woman. She wants to talk to me and she wants help. So I'm like, oh my God, she probably saw that show today and she's going to go off on me and she scheduled an appointment with me just to cuss me out. <laughs> I said, oh, man. I said, okay. So I'm thinking, it's my vacation. What happened was I wasn't supposed to have that appointment anyway. It was supposed to be, my schedule was supposed to be blocked out. But somehow that calendar for women, for wives, it, I forgot to change it. So here is this appointment. And I was like, oh, man, what, what's good? Okay. All right, Jerry, do you take this appointment or do you just tell her that you'll talk to her when you get back? But I said, no, that's not, that's probably not a good that's probably not good business sense. So I just let it happen. And so she came on and we were talking and I just knew she was going to, she started out and she was a very, very, I must say, she was a very, very sweet lady. I, I, I must say she was very, very sweet. And I told her so. And so we're talking and stuff. And she goes, you know, I watched your show today. I said, oh no, here we go. So I, I like sit there. I brace myself. <laughs> I brace. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm not gonna say nothing. I'm just gonna try to agree with her and try to, you know. She said, you know what? You made me look at myself, and you made me really realize that I need to know how to be a better wife. So that's why I'm here. Oh, really? Oh, that was so sweet of you. Thank you so much. That's the Holy Spirit, right? <laughs> So the reason I tell y'all that story is because I want you to know that you, the way society trains you, you don't really realize that the stuff I say about women, they know for the most part it's true. And, if they, and it's like men, husbands, if you look at yourself, you can realize that you have some things that need to be worked on. And I have to, people who are like that. That's one of the reasons why I married my wife. I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm always, I've always been interest, an introspective person my whole life. Even when I was like a teenager and stuff, of course I wouldn't. It's, it's it, when it's smart and experienced or nothing like that, but I always, you know, kind of like looked at myself when things went wrong, you know? And so when I met my wife, it was kind of, I saw that she was like that. 
Like she would tell, you know, she would say stuff and I'm like, wow, she's really looking at herself. She's really analyzing this stuff. And I'm like, wow. So that really what helped me really start to, you know, fall in love and be interested and want to be my be a, a friend with my wife. And so when I come across people like that, because I know if I don't look at, my, at myself, how can I fix myself? How can I blame somebody else? How can I say, oh, it's their fault. They did because of this and because of that. Because today, that's how we're all raised since the 60s, right? We're all raised since the 60s to be like, well, he's a drug addict. It ain't his fault, though, because his mama wasn't around. Or, you know, and you know how I feel about that. How are you going to keep blaming your mama for something that happened when you was a kid? You a grown-ass man now. <laughs> you 50 years old. You still going to blame your mama? <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? You know, so that is what, and you know, people who look at themselves and who are introspective, those kind of people, they, they move, they, they, they start to grow faster. They grow faster and they learn quickly. Um, and they, those people you can kind of help a little easier well, a lot easier than a person who, you know, you have to, they get mad first because the first response to truth is what, huh? Anger, right? So this is why I want to tell you guys that story because believe it or not, there are women out there that are very good women. They really are just like they're really good men. You just have to find them and stop settling for crazy people. <laughs> uh, so that's what we're in for today. And I hope that you guys are ready for this and I'm going to try my best to move along. Um, so here we go. Here we go. So, Many believe me, Jerry, that I am completely on the wife's side when it comes to marriage. This is not, this could not be further from the truth. I am not on the husband's side. I'm really not. I am not on the wife's side. Definitely not. And I'm on the side of God in marriage. And that's what I tell every person that sits before me. I just happen to understand that men are the catalyst and key to greatness in society. I really believe that. I've seen it happen. My motto is and has always been change the men, change the world. This is how God and his son have set it up. Again, someone has to raise the children and women just have to be naturally tasked as the givers of life. And that is important that we understand that, that men change societies, women change, basically help create Change, they help change the world by the children that they raise. Does that make sense? That's a great saying. Too bad it's not mine. <laughs> That's Father Ripperker. <laughs> uh, but it's the truth. Men, men, men will change the world. Women change the world by raising great children and 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 and, and raising children that that um that feel loved, that feel, um, that feel respected and feel that their mother and father love them and all of that. And that God's in their life and, and things like that, because the women, again, they lead the children to the husband, to the father. It's important that you guys understand that. Do not get it twisted. Stop trying to take the role of your, of your, of your wife, unless she's not there. Now you ain't got a choice then, but for the most part, Stop trying to you be the one, be the stay-at-home daddy and do all this stuff 
And then your wife goes out and, and she works 12 hours a day like a man. And don't get me wrong. I understand people got to do what they got to do. But this is why it comes to this is why it's called suffering and sacrifice. Like Christ did. We have to do what we are meant to do. Um, and women, no matter how you look at it, they are tasked, informed and naturally are for children because they're they bond with them. You you ever notice how women just bond with kids so easily? They don't even have to try. Even the mean ones. Kids just naturally come to them. Why? Because women are the givers of life. And men, we are the protectors and the defenders of life. It's a difference. And we and when we don't do what we're tasked to do, things get all screwed up. Huh? Just look at society and marriage right now. And so this is why men will change society. This is why I know and believe truly in my heart that men are the ones that change society, not women. Women change, they, 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 you know, you can try and change it, but it always seems when it goes to, to, to the emotional, sloppy, blah, blah, blah stuff, you know, about my feelings. Um, and that's not how a society has to be run. And then the kids, the kids are neglected, ain't they? Come on, y'all, just be real. The kids are neglected. They are. Everybody goes up and goes, well, I'm okay. No, you ain't okay. I'm not okay. I'm not okay. I'm not okay that my mother worked uh, 10, 12 hours a day at night from 10 o'clock in the morning to 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. She slept all day. I hardly ever saw her. Right? Tell me that's that's good. That's good. And my mother was just doing what she had to do. I'm not blaming her for nothing. I'm just saying, is that good? Of course it's not good. Of course it's not. Me and my sister by herself all the time. By ourselves all the time. And we party hardy, y'all. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and my sister laugh about that one. But, but yeah, man. Try to understand that it's really not a knock on women. It's really not a knock on men. It's just that God created us and we have to see, man, this is that this is what he intended. And this is he knows us as like Ford and Chrysler and Toyota. Right. They create their cars. And if we go and just start doing what we, what we want with the cars, the cars don't run right. It's the same with the creator, with our creator. It's the same thing. He God would not put us here without some kind of system to help us get back to him. Remember, that's why we're here. We are here to, to go back to heaven, to spend eternity with God, the creator, because that's why he created all of us. People who walk around thinking that, that, that they are just here to play and have fun and make money and go to work, and that's all they're here for, Man, those people, they got a problem. They're going to have a rude awakening. It makes no sense, does it? Does it really make sense that all of us go through all of this pain? This is how I know that there's a God, dude. This is how I know that the church is right. This is how I know Jesus Christ is right. Because if you just think about it for a second, why do we go through all this pain? Why from the day we are born do we go through all this pain and misery and suffering? Why do we do that? What is the purpose of that? You've got to, as a man and a woman, we have to ask ourselves these questions, man. Stop going around with our heads in the sand. And if you ask yourself these questions, you will start to realize 
well, I'm, I'm probably suffering because suffering, there's a purpose for me suffering. There's a reason. Like Christ, Christ had a reason to suffer and sacrifice, didn't he? He's an infinite being, so he, he had to get rid of all the infinite sin in the world, right? And we're here for the same reason, to get back to God. But in order to do that on our own, we can't do it, right? Because of the original sin and our brokenness, right? So in order to get back to God and be with him in the beatific vision forever, we have to be chiseled. We have to be chiseled. Our wife chisels us. Men, uh, women, our wife chisels the husband and the husband chisels the wife. We chisel off the imperfections. This is why people don't understand about marriage. Marriage is a suffering because we have to get along. We have to we have to compromise and we have to be one flesh and we have to raise these kids and we have to come to God and doing all that pain and suffering. We get this glorious relationship with our Lord. We get this glorious relationship with our spouse. And we get this glorious relationship with our children. And we all move towards God. And the payoff is great. This is why we're here. So anytime you, I hear somebody talking about all the reasons they don't want to mess with God. And God did this to me. And God did that to me. Or my wife did this to me. Or my husband did this to me. I go, man, you are lost. You are lost. Suffering is part of this existence because it's the only way that we can be pure enough and become saints like Christ wants us to be in order to be with him in heaven. There's no other way. God could have, could have created any universe he wanted. He could have to get us to, to, to come back to him, right? He could have created any universe he wanted, but he, he created a universe of pain and suffering. This is why you know that pain and suffering is a good thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Of course, it hurts. Of course, we don't like it. But Christ, did Christ like it? Did God incarnate like it? Did he? Of course he didn't. But he did it because he had to save us. Just like that's why you hear me tell men, if you're not willing to die for God, if you're not willing to die for your wife, if you're not willing to die for your children, then what the hell are you here for? What are you here for? So that is where we are. And wives are the same thing. If you are a woman, what are you here for? If you're not willing to give your life and sacrifice sacrifice your career, sacrifice your, your, your hap, so-called happiness, sacrifice um, your, your intellect and everything that you are for God, your husband, and your children, what are you here for? Do you think when you die as a woman, somebody's going to be oh, wow, she had a great BMW, was so nice. Oh, wow, oh, she was so beautiful. You think God's, God's going to be talking like that? Oh, boy, she had this great career. You think Jesus, when you stand before Jesus Christ at, the, at, your, at, your, at your particular judgment, when you stand before Christ immediately on upon your death, immediately upon your death, and you as a wife stand before Jesus Christ, and he looks at you and goes, huh, where's your husband? Huh, where are your children? But And you're going to say, but, 
but but Christ, I, I, I was a great politician. I, I changed the world and I did this and I was a great factory worker. And and I, you know, I had all these things and and everybody just loved me. You think Christ's worried about that? Christ is going to ask you. Do I even know you? Do I even know you? How many times did you pray for me to me? How many times did you pray for your husband? How many times did you pray for your children? How many times did you, how much did you sacrifice your wants and your desires for your husband, for your marriage, for your children? How, how, you know, where are they at? And this is what I need you, you ladies to understand that you have a purpose. It is not to walk around here with tight dresses on with your butt hanging all out. It's not. It's not. You are meant for more than this. You are the giver of life. You are the giver of life. Think about that. Christ gave you the God-like ability of creation. What are you doing with it? What are you doing with that husband that God has given you? Huh? Are you guiding him? Are you patient with him? Are you loving him? Are you learning how to love him? Are you entering spiritual warfare for him? What are you doing for your husband to, to get what you need? I don't know. These are just questions. Okay. I talk to women all the time and I hear about wives all the time. And I know you're in pain. I know you are. I know you are. But you don't want to admit it. You don't want to admit it. And that's your first mistake. You don't want to admit it. Believe it or not, if you set your husband down and you really had a serious conversation with him and you told him your pains and your unhappiness, and how you how you're hurting and what he's doing to hurt you and you are serious and you didn't nag him and bitch and whine and complain and criticize him, he just might listen to you. He just might. There I've never I've talked to so many men. I've never met a man. I've never met a man that would not listen to their wife if she sat him down and told him, I have something very serious to talk to you about. Because as men, we want our wife to be happy and we take it personal. Gentlemen, all the men listen to me right now. Think what I'm, you know, think about what I'm going to say. If our wife is, if we see a little bit, our wife is unhappy, we take it personal, don't we? Oh my God. She's unhappy. How can I fix it? And that's in every husband. In every husband, no matter if he's a jerk or he's a saint. It's in every man. And But what you as a wife got to do is be vulnerable. You got to be vulnerable and be serious about what you want. If you show your husband you're serious, and you're not just bitching and whining about something, he will listen to you. Then he will take action. To, fit, to help you solve your problem. He will, I promise you. And if he does it, then he's, he's got a problem. You, then, then, you know, he's a, he's a jerk. I'm sorry. <laughs> but 99% of men aren't like that, even if they are jerks. 
They want to hear what's wrong with my wife. And if you, the problem with women is they bitch and whine and complain and criticize and blame him. And men, we were tired of that. You confront us, you know, you disrespect us. And we're just like kind of tired of that. We're tired of that stuff. I'm a man. I put up that stuff every day out of society. Now I got to come home and do it with my wife like that. No, I don't want that no more. I don't. And your husband doesn't either. Your husband wants a woman. He wants a woman that's willing to be vulnerable. Tell him how important what you feel is, and he will listen. He will. But you've got to be vulnerable and let him know that you're serious. Because if you're nagging at him, he just thinks you're just talking. Like, uh, who is that? The, the, uh, Juan called yesterday. He, he says it's all the time. He said we're in group. And he said, he said this. He said his, his wife will start talking to him, and it sounds like Charlie Brown. Like, wah, 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 wah. And I'm telling you, I, men, that's how we think. We're like, okay, what is that noise coming from me, coming at me? Right? So with that being said, understand that women, you're the giver of life. Although I may in the future do a show on this subject for men, like, so in, in the future, I might do the the 33 things men do to screw up their marriage, but I don't have to do that for men because that we already know. We already kind of know. You know, if we we the men that I work with, the guys that listen to this show, they they already un- are starting to understand their deal. Like, okay, I understand what I'm doing. I'm I'm moving to fix it. So I don't want to do a show on that. Okay, because I talk to men all the time. So, but they are because uh, so so they now have their mission and purpose. So the guys I talk to, they now have their mission and purpose. And it takes a little while to get that going. But what about women? What about wives? There are only two types of people in this society who are never expected to suffer and sacrifice. Think about it. Women, there are two types of of people in this society that, that, that we are never asked to sacrifice and suffer for nothing. And they are allowed to be completely selfish and basically do whatever they want without any judgment of their actions or the repercussions of their actions who are given a pass and excuse after excuse as to why they must, they must and have to do the many upside down, the many upside down things they do. And who are these two types of people? Number one is women. Number two is homosexual men. Bam. Think about what I'm saying. Those two are never held responsible for nothing. Are they? In our society, we have come to allow these two to remold the society into a whiny, slobbering, emotionally out of control, no common sense, no accountability for action, country lacking logic. Men who are masculine as Christ and try to bring common sense and sensibility back are attacked with a vengeance. Aren't we guys? Aren't we? Anytime we try to to, to to be respectful and be logical and try to be a, 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 a man of God and bring Christ into things, we get attacked, don't we? With a vengeance too. Evil, man. Evil. Men in this age are weak and given over and have we in this and men in this age are weak and we have given over our masculinity. Christ is all but gone in public, and if he is in public, he is seen as a soft, blubbering, weak, do whatever makes you feel good, God, with no accountability. I know that men have basically allowed this, and we must again. 
begin to assert our true love for God, our wife and our family by standing up for our Lord and his church. This is the only way to true and authentic masculinity and to regain the respect of women and our wives. As I said in the last segment, women are lost and only men can restore them to their greatness. As a whole, sane, beautiful souls that are worthy of the love of God, their husbands, and their children. Moreover, men and society must begin to hold women, wives, and mothers accountable for their actions again. No longer can we cater to their emotional and chaotic way of doing things. This is this had not this has not worked for society, the church, marriage, and our families, has it? Ladies, look at yourselves for a change. Just look at yourselves for a change. Maybe the mirror can help you remove Satan and selfishness from your life. When will you again be as the blessed mother and suffer and sacrifice for something greater than yourself? When will you become worthy of that husband and those beautiful children that our Lord has given you? Only you can answer that and begin to see your own flaws and begin to draw your husband to you with true womanliness. So how can you do this, ladies? First, first, you must know the things you may be doing to cause much of your misery as a wife and woman. I now present to you 33 things that wives do to screw up their marriages. I'll do this in a minimum of three shows. It'll probably be four now, covering 11 per day. These are not in any particular order. As a matter of fact, they stack up on one another and get worse as the wife sinks deeper and deeper into her own misery and selfishness. So as we go through these, try and think of some things you believe women do to mess up their marriage. So here we go. Number one, feminism, right? Think about it. Um, women have been kind to believing they can have their cake and eat it too. How many times ladies have you heard have you have you have men try to reason with you or try to to try to protect you and defend you and you won't even let them open the door for you. You know ladies women actually get mad now if you try to open the door for them. It, 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 it's pure insanity. Women don't re women have forgotten that they are meant to be treasured. They are meant to be put on pedestals. They are meant to be given the keys to the hearts of men. They have forgotten that. They have forgotten that there takes some humility to allow a husband or a man to serve you. Not do what you say. That's not the same. To serve you. You must again allow men to serve you. Why? Because then men look at you as this special, loving, caring, great soul. If every time a man goes out of his way to do something beautiful for you and you snap at him or get on him for doing it, you just push him away. Because men, when it comes to our wives, we are very fragile. Our egos are very fragile when it comes to our wives. And women know that. And so... As a wife, you've got to be very careful how you talk to your husband because he's only doing what he thinks is best to be the husband you need. Now, it might be screwed up, but you got to understand, ladies, men think that being a great husband is going to work, working 8, 10, 12, 16 hours a day if it, if it, if it calls for it, getting two, three jobs, bringing home the money, 
whether giving it to you or putting it in the bank, uh, bringing food home and getting a roof over your head and getting you some clothes and all these things. That That's how men show they love you. Right? But women, most women don't understand that. And so when you as a woman, if you see your husband doing that, he's getting up every single day and he's going out to fight the battle for you. And so if you don't appreciate that, then that's one of the things that starts pushing him away from you. He's like, look, man, that she don't, she don't care about nothing, man. She, every time I come home, she bitching and whining at me, man. I'm not trying to have that. I, I got to go to work. I got to get up. That's what men do. Now, I know that women need more than that. I know kids and children need more than that. But I'm giving you the perspective of your husband. If a man goes out and makes a million dollars and gives it all to you, to him, he's like, see, I did my job. She ought to be happy. I had a guy tell me a couple weeks ago, his wife was severely depressed. He goes, he, he had the... It's kind of funny. It's not funny, but it's kind of funny when you think about it. He goes, he says, Jerry, the, the uh, she has all the money she can want. She has a roof, the most beautiful house, beautiful cars. She has a beautiful child. She has beautiful children, and 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 all the clothes and all the things that she could ever want. I love her, and she's still depressed. I said, Yep. <laughs> I said, yep, you're right. <laughs> because men, men don't, men look at marriage and relationships different than women do. Okay. So that's what feminism has done. Feminism has taken the, the, has taken the femininity out of women. And so women, they try to be like men because women think, well, I could put on this pantsuit. And I can make, I actually see women, corporate women or women that are in charge, like managers and stuff. I actually see them deep in their voice. <laughs> they actually deepen their voice to show authority. Hey, do that. I'm like, I mean, like, what's wrong with her? You know, but women don't realize you're in charge. So just let your authority do the job. You don't, you can still be a feminine, loving, caring woman. Bring your femininity to the position. Men, men don't want a man. They don't. And so this is what feminism has done. Women have lost it. They have lost their true calling and it's sad. Number two, wives don't pray and enter the spiritual battle and don't enter spiritual warfare for their husbands and children. Women, your prayers are powerful when it comes to your husband and children, but you must submit and conform. So as a wife, it's your job to get on your knees. It's your job to approach God and into spiritual warfare against Satan for your husband and for your children. Your husband is sure he's, he's tasked as the protector and defender, but he needs your help, right? He needs his wife's help. He becomes stronger, just like with the children. If you're at work, your husband helps you by what? Taking care of the kids. So he's supporting you in your mission. Your, your husband's job is to support, is to defend and protect the home. So through what? Through spiritual warfare. So if you help him, 
then that makes your defense of your home even better. But I can't tell you how many women, they always blame their husband. Like he ain't this and he ain't that and he ain't this and he ain't that. But they ain't did one prayer, one rosary, went to one, went to, went to one mass. You know what I'm saying? They ain't prayed. They ain't, they ain't did nothing. They ain't did one day of fasting. They ain't did nothing. Matter of fact, they sit there and land the bed and don't expect their husband to do everything. And then he does it. You know, and if women do not, if wives and mothers do not enter the spiritual warfare for their husband first, they are doing their family a, a travesty. God must come first. You need the grace from God, ladies, to get your husband to be the man that he's supposed to be, the husband he's supposed to be. Okay? And men, they're, they, they're starting to understand that, but they need your help. Okay? If you don't get on your knees, if you don't pray, if you don't do what you're supposed to do, then you hurt, you hurt your husband and you hurt the family. He needs you in spiritual warfare. This is, I can't explain this enough. And I can't really, I can't really be more aggressive about it. But this is what has to happen. You must, in, in, you must approach the Holy Spirit as a wife if you're unhappy with your husband and ask the Holy Spirit to change the heart of your husband. This is why spiritual warfare and prayer is so important. If you nag your husband and you you criticize him and you blame him and, and all this kind of stuff, he's going to tune you out. But the Holy, but through your prayer, your suffering, your service to Christ for your husband, you your husband will begin to change his heart for you. He will love you more. He will treat you better. But it's going to take prayer to do that. Okay. So. Next, so I'm going to take this call because we have one, and we'll try our best to uh, get this in. Let me see. Let me change my screen first. Hold on, caller. I'm coming. Man, where? Oh, there it is. Uh. Okay. Talk. Hello. Hello, Hello caller. Can you identify the voice? <laughs> what's up man what's up scott <laughs> you're, hey, so, you're so crazy man <laughs> i'm giving you good news i'm going to give you some good news okay um and it's in regards to what you're talking about today mm -hmm. the demonic i was i'm joking with our fellow buddy larry who's also a form um a member of the uh um tribe <laughs> yeah. yeah um i was joking with him i said the demonic influences jerry's talking about that women have in today's society is why they are so drawn away from seeking Roman Catholic initiatives and godly initiatives. And it goes back to the first um, temptation in the Garden of Eden. So I was always taught that the first Adam is Adam and Eve, and the second Adam is Jesus coming back to say, we're changing how everything is done. Follow me. But I want to make a comment to you in regards to this, that St. Thomas More Prayer Novenas that I do is nine prayers that I was given to confession. I just filed a motion yesterday in federal court to have the judge temporarily restrained from um, violating my religious liberties Woo against Woo the Roman Catholic Church. Wow.
So that means the judge, every family court judge in the county I live in now cannot make, if the order's granted, which most likely it will, because I used the precedence where the city mayor and the city of X, I won't mention the name, Louisville, um, <laughs> they, they were actually sued by a church for religious liberties during COVID where they were going to peacefully gather. And the, yeah. the mayor had given a, a directive. You couldn't do that. So the church hired um, civil right attorneys for discrimination and for religious liberties and a federal judge overturned it and put a restraining order against the mayor and the city of Louisville to allow them to peacefully assemble for the um, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday and uh, Easter Sunday. I used that exact case to reference and put in my motion in front of the federal judge that I just filed my motion yesterday. Nice. Beautiful. And, and it's because because the judge threatened me on the record with contempt because I'm seeking religious liberties. She's now going to be held liable for it. Nice. Because it's the federal statute. We're guaranteed the right to practice religion, to redress grievances, which means if you have a problem within your marriage, you have the civil right to address those grievances, even mm-hmm. through the local courts, and she can't stop it. And then the right to uh, express religious liberties is constitutional, not only from the federal level, it's also from the state level. And they try to act like it's not these days. They try to, anytime you try to say anything, they try to do, well, do what the judge was trying to do to you, try to shut you up. Oh, no. And as a matter of fact, to address the issue, um, I've been watching the news on the Texas governor's trying to ban um, abortions outright because it's now back in the hands of the state. And it says, if you leave the state, have an abortion done in another state and come back to the state as a resident of the state, I'm going to be charged with murder. Woo! I don't know if it's been passed yet through legislation, but it's, it's coming, especially for the um, Bible belt type States like the States in yeah. the South. It's the more yeah. liberal views from the Northern States. that. Yep. Yep. They want those freedoms. Yep. So I just wanted to mention to you that there's always hope even within the, the federal courts to sue for religious liberty. So for people that think judges can't be sued, they're completely wrong. Bam. Thanks, man. I like that. Love it. Have a good weekend. Okay. Yes, sir. Right, you too. Yes, sir. Bye. Bye. All right. All right. So again, we're eight, eight, eight here on Catholic Alpha, man. We fighting. We fighting. We fighting, y'all. We fighting. We fighting on and we fight in the courts. We fighting we fighting Satan with the spiritual warfare, like I was just talking about. And then we fight through understanding how to treat our wives so that they understand that we love them. You gotta fight on different fronts, man. You guys who are in marriage crisis and you're trying to fight this by yourself, it's almost impossible once your wife wants to leave. And, and, and she wants a divorce. It's almost impossible without help. But you know what? You just keep on thinking that you can do it on your own and you keep going. <laughs> I'm going on vacation. I'm going on vacation for two weeks. Maybe you can call me when I get back. <laughs> Cause I'll be all refreshed, y'all. I'll be refreshed. I'll be ready for y'all then. You ready to have some more fun? Get excited. Okay. So that was a good call. So let's get back to business. Our secondary thing of business. So we just did number three, which is wise don't don't wise don't know or try to understand their faith. Oh no, that's not somebody. Let me see. Let me see. No, wise don't pray and the spiritual battle for their husbands and children. Okay, that was number two. Now number three of the thirty-three is 
wise don't know or try to understand their faith in Christ's church. Okay? A weak faith is what Satan wants, ladies. Many women, after a bad marriage or relationship with a man, abandon God. I can't tell you how many women are like that. They lose their husband or their marriage is bad. They'll stop. They'll stop. They'll abandon God, too. I don't want to go to mass no more. I ain't trying to go to church. I ain't trying to pray. For what? Because I, I lost my husband and I'm supposed to go. God help me lose my husband. So I'm not going. That Catholic church is crazy. and He's a cult. And I ain't trying to mess with that no more. You know, it's all excuses. It's all excuses. Why? Because for a woman, the most important thing to them in marriage is what? Everybody sit in unison. Emotional closeness. So if your wife loses emotional closeness in her marriage, she's basically gone. She's checking out. Okay. But ladies, you can't do that. You can't do that, ladies. You must allow, you must rest in the Lord. You must rest in God because that grace will help you. That prayer will help you. Many women have, when you know, many women these days have weak faith. They think it's strong, but it's not. Soon as things don't go their way, you know, I'm not trying to, to, to go to church no more. Ten Commandments, I screw that. Pray, no, not doing it, you know. But if you most, if, if, the thing that I try to give you to understand is if you learn your faith and in the Catholic church, you're going to learn, you're going to get all you can handle about 2000 years of Christ and what he's wants. It's the fullness of the faith. So as a, as a wife, you have to learn this stuff, understand the concepts, understand the theology of the church of Christ. And you will understand that your suffering that you're going through in your marriage is for a reason. The suffering is for a reason. It's for you to, because you're 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 having this pain because you're moving too far away from God, and He uses pain by the demonic to help you come back. So this is why you hear the saints say that suffering is good. The saints will say, "God, give me our Lord, give me all the suffering that I can stand." You know why? Because it draws you back to God Himself. The saints know that it's God's will. And the more suffering, the more holy I become. And this is why it's important that all of us, but right now we're talking to wives, but it's important that all of us understand the meaning of suffering. Without suffering, there cannot be any heaven. You cannot get to heaven without suffering. You can't. This is why people who are in church for two hours, jumping up, Hooping and hollering for two hours, that is not reverence. That is not worshiping God. That's praising God. It's a difference. It's a difference. Okay? And so we've got to understand that Christ is about suffering, ladies. Suffering. When you suffer, you grow. Tell me, tell me as a wife, when have ever, when have ever. Um, when have you ever learned anything when things were going good? You don't. When is the only time you reflect as a, as a wife and a mother? When? When things ain't going right. When you're stressed out. When, when something bad happens. 
when a child dies, when your husband dies, when you get sick, when a child gets sick, when your husband gets sick, you know, then you start to reflect. That's why suffering means something. It helps draw you to God. Okay. So, but you can't understand these things if you don't get your nose in the book. Get your nose in scripture. Get your nose in the catechism. Get your nose into understanding and into religious videos on the church and the saints and understand the theologically theolo- understanding the theological importance and the concepts of Christianity and Catholicism. You have to know these things so that the normal you hear always hear me say, the knowledge of God is the love of God. If you don't have knowledge of God in his church, you don't love him. You don't. Even Protestants tell you, if you don't know scripture at least a little bit, you don't love God. You have to know scripture at least a little bit. Like what we mean is the stories of the Bible, like these these things that teach us our lessons so that we can understand God and try to get to know him. So, okay. So next, number four. Um, wives expect husbands to read their mind. Oh boy, bam! <laughs> oh, I can't tell you how many guys hugged go, man. The woman actually expects me to read her mind. I can't believe it. What is wrong with her? <laughs> Dude, I got guys all the time. Okay, he's he's trying to be a better husband. He's trying to be a better man. The man's praying two hours a day. <laughs> the man's going to mass. The man's going to adoration. The man's praying rosaries. The man's on his knees. The man's learning how to be a great lover and a great man for her. And, 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 and he'll go, well, what do you want me to do? You should know what to do. Oh, what? <laughs> What am I doing wrong? You should know what you're doing wrong. (laughs) Come on, fellas. Y'all know I'm right with that one. Y'all know I'm right with that one. (laughs) And every woman listening to this show right now is cracking up because she knows I'm telling the truth. (laughs) She knows it. She knows I'm telling the truth, man. Okay. Look, this is so unfair, ladies. This is so unfair. Like I, like you heard me say earlier in the show, you know, your husband wants to to be the best husband for you, but you you can't nag him and criticize him and blame him because you turn him off. But if you sit him down and go, "Hey, I have a I have, sweetheart, sweetheart, beloved husband of mine. I have something that I want to talk to you, and it's important. I do not know a man that." that would not sit down and listen to you and be serious about it. If you want your husband to know you, understand you, and if you want him to, to love you deeply and, and, and understand how to kind of, kind of converse with you, you have to let him know what's on your mind, but it's not marriage killers. So marriage killers is what I call, these are marriage killers. These will kill your marriage. If you criticize your husband, if you argue with your husband, if you nag your husband, if you defend yourself against your husband, if you blame your husband, if you don't listen to your husband, if when your husband talks, you interrupt him. And it's many, many more, but these are just some of them. 
your husband's going to tune you out. But if you sit him down and say, listen, can we talk later? Most men, if you go, hey, baby, you know, when the, when the kids go to bed tonight, can we have like, can we talk for like 30 minutes or so? He'd be like, yeah, sure. I got you. I got something I got to talk to you about. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be there. Or look, sweetheart, I got nice meet tonight, but can we do it tomorrow? See, you compromise. Yeah, I could, we could do it tomorrow. I don't know any man that wouldn't do that. That if he loves his wife, he will. And if he don't love her, he'll do it. Because men, when it comes to our wives, we're very, like I said, we're very sensitive. We want to please you. We want to make you happy. But we can't if we don't know. You can't. If I ask you what's wrong and you go nothing, that's not that's not helping the situation, man. That is not. And every guy listening to me will say the same thing. We men, we know we're dense. Oh, every man knows he's dense when it comes to relationships. We know that we can go and build a rocket to go to the moon. We can sit here and organize a business with 2000 employees. We can sit here and work on a car for five hours. We can go to work and work really hard for 15 hours. But when it comes to relationships, we need your help, ladies. We, we're not we're not this special. We're not this no all be all. We need your help to guide us. So when you tell, when I say, if I ask you, if I'm if I'm your husband, I say, hey, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. How was that? Obviously, something's wrong. How does that help the situation? Okay, and, um, and and listen, another thing: be patient with your husband. He he he's not trying to be mean to your purpose. He's not trying to disrespect your purpose. He's not trying to be a jerk on purpose. He just he's just doing what he thinks is best. Most guys don't even know how to talk to women. They really, even their wives, they talk to you mean, they raise their voice, they criticize you, and they don't, they tell you what to do all the time. But if you would sit him down and say, sweetheart, when you talk to me like that, it hurts my feelings, most husbands will start trying to do better. But you can't get mad at him like that. You can't hold it against him and shut down. And then 20 years later, ask for a daggone divorce. And he's sitting there wondering, what she, what, what she, what she asked for divorce for, Jerry? You know, I can't tell you how many guys come to me and go, man, I don't even know what she want divorce for. Man, I don't even know what she wants to leave for. Ladies, that is your fault. That is your fault. That is not his fault. That's your fault. The only way it's his fault is that when you talk to him and he kind of, he's disrespectful and berates you. But, if you tell him, please don't do that, the way you talk to me hurts my feelings, most husbands don't know they're doing that, and then they will stop doing it. So what I mean, gentlemen, if you're not approachable, like right, if, like if your kid tells you something and you like go off on them or ignore them, you're not approachable, right? Your wife is the same way. But women, you ha- wives, you have to tell your husband this because most, most of us don't really know that. It took, listen, I'm a marriage coach, and it took me years to understand that I talked to my wife bad. I didn't really realize it because I'm talking to my, I talked to, I used to talk to my wife like I'm talking to you, right? Talking to y'all right now. I'm not mad. I'm not upset. I'm not nothing, but just how I talk. My family, especially on my, on my mother's side, my, my grandparents had eight kids, eight of them. So when all my aunts, when all my aunts and uncles were alive, and my grandparents were alive, and I was a kid, 
we go to my grandmother and granddaddy's house, and it's like 20, 30 people up in the house, all kids, grandkids, and, and aunts and uncles and mothers and fathers and grandparents. And if you didn't, if you didn't raise your voice, you're not getting heard. <laughs> you're not. We're on the table talking, and everybody talk loud because you don't get hurt in a big family if you don't raise your voice and, 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 and let your voice come out. People who are from small families don't get that. Like people only have one kid or two kids or something. They don't understand that. My my parent, grandparents had eight kids. Some Catholic, well, Protestant families too, have 10, 15, 20 kids and stuff. If you don't raise your voice and be heard, how you gonna how's anybody gonna know you're serious? <laughs> you won't say anything. So most men, a lot of men don't really realize that when they talk to their wives, they're hurting them. They really don't. So ladies, I know that they do. So I'm trying to help them talk to you better. And they're doing a great job, but you're going to have to help too. <laughs> you got to help too. You've got to stop taking things so seriously. And you know what? My wife was the same way as you are, ladies. She was the same way. She get quiet. I'm talking like I'm talking now. She get quiet. Don't say nothing. And, I, I, and at first we got together like, what's wrong with her? <laughs> I'm like, but my wife taught me my wife is the one that taught me that I can't talk to her like I talk to everybody else. So, gentlemen, you should be very, th very thankful for my wife. If you ever see her, hug her and give her a kiss and say thank you. <laughs> my wife taught me how to talk to women. I thought you just talked to them like you talked to anybody else. You can't talk to your wife like that. You can't. It, she, it hurts her too much. When you raise your voice, when you raise your tone of voice, if you're disappointed in her, if you call her names, all this kind of stuff. You know, but ladies, you're going to have to help. You're going to have to guide him and say, sit him down and say, sweetheart, the way you talk to me hurts my feelings. And I know you don't mean to. And, and my wife was like that, too. She says, baby, I know that you don't mean to. She said her and my daughter, it was years before they could they figure out that this is just how I am. <laughs> you know, she's like, this is a, OK. So he's not mad at us. He, that's just how he is. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all i'm going on too long i'm sorry this is fun i'm going on too long today i'm it's after it's after the hour so let me go ahead and move a little faster i want to get these 10 done today uh next uh wives place the needs wants and desires of their children above god their husband and marriage look ladies your kids are not god they need their parents together in the same home that's what your kids need if you as a wife Put your kids above God. Put your kids above your husband. What I mean is by putting that above those two, I mean you put their needs, their wants, desires, your kids above that of God and your husband. You cannot do that. That's a recipe for marriage. I mean, that's a recipe for divorce. A recipe for disrespect. Now, men, every man's going to say, of course we should put the needs of our kids ahead of us. Okay. Yeah, right. That's not how it goes, uh, gentlemen. And that's not how it goes, ladies. God first. You serve God first. Then you serve your spouse. Because if you, if your spouse starts to feel their needs not to get met, because every time you look up, you putting the children above him, you putting your mom and daddy, your brothers and sisters, you start putting your friends above him. Your, your, your husband starts to go like, what the heck's wrong with me? What's going on here? The most, ladies, if you haven't figured it out, the most important thing for men is respect. So the way you show you love your husband is you respect him. 
and you 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 cuddle with him, you 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 hug him, you kiss him, you love him, but you respect him above all above all else. If you don't respect your husband, eventually he will leave you. He will, and he won't care either. He's like, man, I go anywhere and get this. I get this at work all day. I'm not coming home to it. Okay, this is why you have to understand, ladies. If you have God and you have your husband, you have everything. Your kids are a product of your love. That's why you can't put your kids first because if you look at Ephesians 5, 21 through 33, it explicitly says the husband and wife leave their parents to go off and become one flesh. That's how important your union is. You cannot make children God. You can't make them more important than God and your husband and your marriage. You will lead, you will fail every time. Every time. You have to, you, this comes from not understanding the faith and not understanding what the kids really need and what kids really want. What kids really need and what kids really want is their mother and father together in the same house, going to church, and we're thriving psychologically, emotionally, and physically in that, in that room. I mean, uh, spiritually in that house. That's what the kids want. If you talk to most kids, they don't care that y'all aren't happy. They just want, they just want my mom and dad together. So if your husband ain't around, do you have a family really? No, you don't. You got a broken family. Okay. Next, wives don't tell their husbands um, about their hurts and problems. I talked about that. This will kill your conversation, happiness, and marriage, ladies. You've got to tell your husband your problems and your and your wants and your desires and your hurts and your pains. You got to sit him down and tell him. But you don't bitch and whine about it. You sit him down and talk to him and let him know that you're serious and that you need to speak with him. Okay. Number seven, wives confide in divorced women concerning their marriage problems. Again, why would you talk to a divorced woman about your marriage, ladies? Why would you do that? First of all, she probably go try to steal your husband. <laughs> but look, why would you do that? She's got a broken marriage. She couldn't keep her man happy. See, y'all don't look at it that way, do you? You don't look at it that way. She could think about it. You're going to a divorced woman who can't keep her man, who couldn't keep her man happy, and you're getting advice from her. That's Satan, all up, down, all up, down. You never do that. You don't go to somebody to get advice from somebody who ain't where you at or who ain't, who aren't where you want to be, I should say. Because misery loves company. She's divorced. She's in pain. She has inhibitions. She's miserable. She's sad. And she wants you to be just like her when you leave your husband divorcing. Now y'all buddies, y'all partners. Ooh, I can't tell you all divorced, all divorced women's groups. That's how y'all do. You go out and create a group to make yourself feel better about screwing up your marriage. Yeah. You take advice from a divorced woman. You just ask her to be divorced. And your husband, he ain't stupid. He knows what you're doing. He can tell because you're acting different. You're coming home talking about, I want to leave. I want to divorce. I'm going to talk to a lawyer. All that kind of silly stuff. You got to really work on the marriage and changing yourself, ladies. You change yourself. Then you start trying to divorce your husband. 
Okay? If you if you look in the mirror and you got all these flaws and you trying to make your husband change his stuff and you ain't change your stuff, how you how can you justify divorcing him or leaving him? How can you justify that? Well, you got all these problems too. That ain't fair. I tell you what, make I make a make a deal, make a deal with me. You get you get and, and found you a marriage coach, and you work with that marriage coach, and then you fix all. If you got any kind of if that, if that person's any kind of good marriage coach, and if 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 uh if that person don't help, he'll help you. They'll help you fix your flaws and help you look at yourself and get your stuff together. Then. Then if your if your husband don't change after a year or two or whatever after you working with him and guiding him, then maybe think about I should maybe leave or something. But if you ain't changed, and that's another thing women women got this delusional thing about. I'm gonna divorce my husband and I'm gonna go over here and give you another husband. No, no, here's the, what they say at first. Oh, I ain't looking for nobody else. I don't want no. I ain't trying to marry nobody else. That's a lie. That's a lie. As soon as the right see, as soon as the right man come along, you gonna marry him too, because that's how women are. Oh, I'm, I don't ever want to have sex again. That's a lie too. That's a lie. My wife says stuff. If I, if if you die or if we get divorced, somehow we get a denominator or something, I ain't gonna never marry again. I said, girl, you know you lying. <laughs> you know you lying, girl. Listen, I, what thing I know about women is this. The right man come along, they start talking that stuff in her ear. She's putty. Especially if she sleeps with him. She's putty. I know that. So there's no way. So they tell you, you, so my point of saying this is you're gonna divorce your you're gonna divorce your first husband. Then you're gonna go out here and act like you don't want to be with nobody. Then the right man gonna come along, start talking that sweet nothing in your ear. You're gonna marry him, and guess what's gonna happen? The same stuff that happened in your first marriage. You know why? Because you ain't changed. You're the same woman that with that guy. You have not changed. You're the same woman. You have not changed one bit. I know women come to me. Their husbands come to me. The most I didn't heard was six times. She's married six times. Maybe seven. I don't know. That's, 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 that's Elizabeth Taylor stuff. So it comes a point in time, you marry six, seven times, you got to go, man, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the problem. Okay? Next. Um, another thing, too, divorce is not what you think, ladies. Divorce is not what you think. They're starting to go on the man's side a lot in this, this child custody battle stuff now. So you're trying to be all righteous and stuff. The judge is going to kick you in your butt and say, listen, he's going to get the kids because you, you, ain't, you, ain't you ain't a fit mother. That's what's starting to happen in these states because guys are starting to fight back. They get, I told you yesterday, men are getting tired of American women. We just are. We're getting tired of y'all. We're going to start fighting back. And listen, for 50 or 60 years, you'd have had to one up on us. Oh, well, we let her do what she want to do. She's upset. Just let her. But you know what? Men, we wising up to you now. And we fighting back. See, that's the thing about men. We might be a little slow. It might take us a while to catch up. <laughs> but when we do, y'all, we own it, ain't we? See, that's what's wrong, women. You keep out here doing this crazy stuff and listen to these divorced women and these single women and letting, letting Satan uh, decide what kind of woman you're going to be. Men, they're going to start coming back and taking their stuff back, taking our country back.
Okay. Next, um, wives can fight. Um, in wives, let me see. That's this one. Um, yes. Number eight, wives can fight in other men concerning their marriage problems. If you can fight another man concerning your marriage, this is a breach of promise in your marital contract. You are opening up yourself to fall for this man. Another thing, women, ladies, please don't go out and tell another man about your marriage problems. That's a breach of, 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 merit, of the marital contract, the marital covenant, man. That's not right. That's not fair. Don't let some dude con you because he's nice and he talks nice and he acts like he care. Con you into talking to him about your husband. Don't do that. That's so disrespectful. You know what? And he can't help you no way. Another thing, too, he's probably trying to get in your pants. That's right. I said it. I said it. He's probably trying to get in your pants, and you don't even know it because he's nice. He's, he's talking to me nice. No, man. No, you don't fall for that stuff, ladies. That's why your butt's got to be praying. You got to get in spiritual warfare so the Holy Spirit uh, keep, uh, keep uh, um, so the Holy Spirit uh, keep them dudes away from you. Okay? And also, you're opening up yourself to fall for this guy. You're opening up yourself. You, when, you, when you confide in another human being, you're opening up your heart and your soul to that person. You've got to realize that. You can't be out there as a woman and you know how y'all are. You can't be out saying, you know, you can't be out there giving your heart to another man like that and your husband's out working and working his butt off for you. That ain't fair. That's not moral either. And it's not honorable. And it's not honorable. Please, don't, don't do that to your husband. He don't deserve that. Okay? Number nine. Wives having affairs, physical affairs. You won't give your husband intimacy or tell him what you want, but expect another man to be the dream guy forever. This is pure insanity. I can't tell you how many wives, they won't give their husband sex, but then they'll go out and give some stranger sex. Makes no sense. It makes no sense. Won't even tell the man, won't even tell your husband, a poor guy. You won't even tell him he's a bad lover. You won't tell him what he can do to make you happy in bed. You won't tell him. You won't even talk about sex with him. You won't tell him that you, you know, what, what your concerns are. But then you go out and let some other guy get in your pants. That ain't fair. That's, that's like the other thing, talking to some guy about your marriage. You know, that's why guys get hurt. Because the man goes, Dang, you, 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 you said I was all these things, but you, you didn't tell me. Or you didn't sit me down and let me know, you know. And that's kind of the same thing as the other thing. And, and I, I just don't agree with that, man. I know people do it, and I understand. And I know women, I know, women, I know y'all hurt. But, man, come on, man. Come on, man. Give your husband a chance. Give him a chance to talk to him no matter what you got to do. Be patient and pray for him. Okay? Number 10, wives cut their hair like men. Oh, my God. I should have made this for the next show. I'm going to go about this forever. <laughs> you know what? Y'all, I'm not going to do that one because I'll be talking about that for a half hour. <laughs> So, uh, uh, so what we're gonna do is I'm gonna change that one because I'm I'm serious. I will talk. I, that's one of my pet peeves, and I'm I talk about that for an hour. So I'm gonna make that number thirteen or something for next week for tomorrow. But so check it out. Um, so number. So the next one we'll say this is number ten. Wise, wise husbands are not their best friend. So your husband's not your best friend, ladies. 
I can't tell you how many how many marriages marriages have been broken because women have other have best friends and men have best friends. No, you're one flesh. Your husband's supposed to be your best friend and your your uh, wife's supposed to be your best friend. If it's any other way, first of all, it's going to hurt your intimacy. It's, but why? Because we tell our best friends, especially women, we tell our best friends things of our personal nature because we so-called grew up with them or we with the, they're a college buddy, you know. But what are you doing? You're breaching the contract with your husband again. You're on the same thing you don't want him to do. Now, wonder if your husband's best friend is a woman. Changes things, don't it? And he's up there telling his so-called best friend, who's a very attractive young lady or older lady, don't matter, a very attractive woman, and he's telling her all the intimate things about y'all and stuff, about, you know, you know, about whatever, about the things y'all do, about their ho- hopes and dreams, his, her, you know, his hopes and dreams and stuff. They're getting closer and closer while you're doing what? You out with your so-called best friend. So what does that do? That splits you and your husband up. That puts a wall between y'all. One flesh. One flesh. That means something. It's not just about sex. It's about God, you, and your husband building a community, building a love and, and honor and respect and, and devotion to each other that you give to nobody else. You don't give that to anybody else. And we we don't have our spouse as our best friend. We are breaching the contract again. We are. And then people wonder why we grow apart. We grow apart because I'm telling my best friend all my stuff or my friends. Okay. Next one. Uh, let's see. The last one we're going to do for today. Wives put their best friends above the relationship with their husband. A recipe for disaster. Divorce within 10 years. I'm just joking with the divorce within 10 years. Heck, it might be 20 or it might be five. I don't know. But it kind of goes with what I was just saying. We can't, wise as women, we cannot put our relationship with our friend, our best friends above that relationship of God and our husband. It, it, it causes a wedge. Sure, he might say it's okay. But see, any man that has any kind of knowledge about relationships, about women, he knows that that ain't cool. He knows that because what will happen is she'll start doing putting that relationship above his. You cannot. It's important that we think about our husband as our best friend, as our lover, as our confidant, our beloved, that we share nothing else, that we share nothing else. With other people that we sh- that we supposed to be sharing with our husband and God, that's not how it works. Okay, please try to understand that one. It's a very important concept. I don't want the wedge between you. And the wedge is who? The wedge is Satan. The wedge is Satan, because he wants the marriage to break up. He wants the family to break up. Because whether you know it or not, the fallen angels understand God and understand Scripture understand the church and catechism way better than we do. And they know the they know that the family is the key to the universe. They know that. Okay? All right. Um and and so that being said, that is it for today. Thank you guys so much. I went over but we had a call and this is a very subject that needs to be done because why need to understand what they're truly how they're turning their husbands off. Because this is basically what the show is about, right? Women and wives are turning off men. And you need men. 
You learn how to get along with your husband. And so if you don't know the things you're doing wrong, how can you make it right with him? Okay? Believe it or not. Okay? So with that being said, we are going to take a break and be right back. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Okay, I know uh, I probably lost a lot of listeners because I'm I'm way over, but I really I really go over anymore. But I wanted to get at least through those first eleven, um, so that we can start with uh, the the next the next eleven tomorrow. Um, but that being said, thank you guys for hanging out with me. And ladies, know that I'm tough on you today, but I love you. I love you because I'm telling you the truth. That's why I'm talking to you because I love you. And it hurts me when I see women in pain. It really does. Because I know, I know all the pain and the hurt and, and what society has done to you and has conned you into believing. And I know what it's caused. I know. I have a wife that, that fell for that Kool-Aid crap too. And I've talked to many women and women are so hurt. I, I joke around about saying the, the 33 things women do to screw up their marriage. But what I really should be saying is the 33 things that cause pain, more pain in a woman and the results of that, you know, and I understand that. And most of the guys that listen, they know, too. They know that I'm just I'm being tough on you, but they know I care. Um, and, and, and that's the main thing is. I want you to know that I understand. I really, really do. I understand the plight of women. I've been around this. You know, this ain't my first rodeo. I've been around for a long time and I've seen a lot of things in this society that have hurt women really bad. And the fact that they still do the same stuff is, is a testament to that. People don't change. What I mean is the human person doesn't change. You know what I mean? Like from 2000 years ago, 5,000 years ago, people are still people because of concupiscence because of the broken, because we're broken. Because of because of the uh, 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 original sin and stuff, the the fall, 
And so people people think just because we got these great cell phones and like, look, look, what's his name? Um, the Starlink dude, Starlink and all them dudes. What's his name? The, the guy with the electric cars and stuff. You know, we got those great 40-something, 20-something satellites in the sky. We got all this technology and these great cars and spaceships and, you know, all this stuff. And we, we, we you know, and what? And, and, and we still the same. We still the same people. We're still the same. Right. People ain't changed, and we ain't going to change. The only way we're going to change, the only way there's going to be peace is with God in the, in the beatific vision. That's it. And once you know that, your job, our job, is to move our lives and our families toward them, toward him. I'm sorry. All right? So that being said, y'all, see you tomorrow. Today's Wednesday. See you tomorrow. We're going to rock again again. I hope y'all had a good time today. And so what we're going to do is we're going to end as we always do with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313-RADICAL. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang!